At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Network. this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Scott Sattenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. We have hit the Major League Baseball All Star break. Congratulations. We have made it through uh, the first half of the baseball season, although technically we're actually beyond the first half. Like, we've played more than half the games out of 162 for all these teams, but. The way that we traditionally talk about it, first half, all-star break, second half. That's where we are right now here as uh, we have hit the break. And uh, here's where we are at the break with your Major League Baseball standings. In first place in the American League in the East, it's the Yankees, 64-28. and 28. In the Central, the Twins, 50-44. and 44. In the West, the Astros, 59-32. and 32. Your wild cards right now are the Rays, the Mariners, and the Blue Jays. Uh, trailing uh, two games back are the Red Sox, two and a half games back uh, the Guardians, three and a half back the Orioles, and the White Sox. Your closest division race is that Central, where the Guardians are two back of the Twins, White Sox three back of the Twins. Yankees have a 13-game lead over the Rays. Astros a nine-game lead over the Mariners, despite the fact that Seattle has won 14 straight games, which is just unbelievable. In the National League, the Mets are in first in the East at 58-35. and 35. Braves two and a half games back of them. The Brewers are in first place by just a half game, 50-43. and 43. The Cardinals, 50-44. and 44. The Dodgers are in first place by 10 games in the West, 60 and 30 is their record. The wild cards in the National League are the Braves, Padres, and Phillies, as well as the Cardinals, who are tied with the Phillies for the third wild card. And the Giants are a half game back. And then you got the Marlins, who are five and a half games back. As far as our personal betting throughout this season, it has been a <laughs> it's been a journey. It has been a journey. Uh, overall, this season, I changed some things. Now, in the past, I have only done my Major League Baseball play of the day. It's something that I started several years ago. Um, and even, I think, maybe before you know, sports betting became legal all across the United States, 
I was just doing one baseball pick a day every day of the baseball season. And, you know, I was just curious how we, you know, track it and see how we do each and every season. Um, taking a look at just my favorite play. Let's see if I can find something real quick. If I can find, no, mm, let's see. Final, no, no final. All right, anyway, I was trying to see if I can have my year-to-date records, but I got to go through and look at my old spreadsheets. I wanted to see if I had an old tweet out there. But I updated the numbers of where we are. Basically, let me just give a little background. One play a day for the entire baseball season, that's what I have always done. This year, with it being my first baseball season working here at VEASAN, I decided to expand upon my one play a day and provide VEASAN subscribers with an exclusive opportunity, because that's the benefit of being a subscriber, to uh, get more baseball plays. So I started expanding my card, and I would, hand, I would give out maybe two, three, maybe three, four, sometimes five plays a day that I like on the Major League Baseball card, and along with my top play of the day. So here's where we are at the All-Star break. We started this on opening day of the Major League Baseball season. And by the way, I, I take pride in, in this fact here. Every game that I give out to you guys on the Daily Best Bets page, every play of the day that I tweet out on my Twitter account, at Scott's On Air, I bet it. I bet it myself. My unit size might be different than yours. My unit size might be different than the next guy. Some games I do a full unit. Some games I do two units. Sometimes I do three units. Sometimes I do five. Sometimes I do a half a unit. Sometimes I do a quarter of a unit. But I bet every single game. Every single game I give out, I bet. I am not somebody that goes out and gives you picks and just gives you just just picks for the heck of it. No, that's not me. I am a sports better, just like you are. And I take pride in that. And I think it's something that separates me from some people in this industry. Like I I'm in this. <laughs> I've been in this my whole life. Uh so here's where I'm at. Through and and we've had we had some good stretches. We had some bad stretches. But the play of the day through the first half of the baseball season, a record of 61-39-2, hitting at exactly 61% on the season with on a one-unit scale up 13.54 units. That is just on a one-unit scale. So you could, you know, uh, like I said, sometimes I bet more than a unit on the play of the day, sometimes less. Uh, things like that, um, but just on a one-unit scale, up 13.54 units on the baseball play of the day. Again, 61, 39, and 2 is the record. We hit a season high of, if you're on a one-unit scale, on June 27th, the season high was 20.99 units. So think about it. Since June 27th, I have given back about seven units, which stings. But you know what? That happens. 
just as quickly as I built up from zero units going all the way to 20.99 units, I gave back seven. But to be at the all-star break up 13.54, I feel pretty good about it. And my goal at the end of the season is to get back to that 20-unit mark. Uh, That was the beginning of the roughest stretch that I've had in really six years doing this, I think. Started on June 28th with the Dodgers' first five loss. And this is what started the trend. I lost one, two, three, four, five in a row. My longest win streak of the last four years. Five uh, days in a row. And then we broke it up with a win, but then lost three days in a row. And that stung. Because we had a stretch of going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We went two and ten in 12 bets. And trust me, I had people coming at me on Twitter. I stink. I'm the worst. I can't pick a winner to save my life. They, they didn't They didn't acknowledge the 20.99 units that we were up on the season. They just, you know, it's a what have you done for me lately kind of gig. But then since that mark, we turned it around by going one, two, three, four, five, six, and two in the final eight days. So the final week of the baseball season provided six and two uh, on the uh, win on the record. The only losses in the last week, Mets first five from what was Saturday when Max Scherzer couldn't hold the lead and the Mets were up two to one. He gave up the the lead and it was a two, two game. And then the Braves lost on the 14th as a run and a half line on a run, one and a half on the run line. They were up by two runs going into the bottom of the ninth inning, and Kenley Jansen gives up a solo home run, and uh, the Braves win by one. So I'm okay with that loss. It was the right side, <laughs> you know, like it was the it was the correct bet to make, and it just happened, you know. It's Kenley Jansen gave up a, a two out, no one out it was a one out solo home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. Those things happen. That's the danger of betting a run line. The overall record. 210, and Jason, if you can do the math here on this, 210 wins, 152 losses, and 10 pushes. That's the overall record. As I said, this is my first season doing an expanded baseball card every day. Normally, I just do the one play of the day, but this year, four VSIN subscribers, full baseball cards, you know, three games, five games sometimes. And uh, hitting that at 58% on the season. 210, 152, and 10. And the units on a one-unit scale, slightly better than the play of the day. 14.11 on those units. So, And that was helped out by a nice little stretch over the past couple of days here. No, I went 2-2 two and two today. But we had a 3-0 and o day on Friday, 2-1 and one on Saturday. So it was a pretty good weekend to wrap up the um, first half of the Major League Baseball season. And I'm excited, honestly, to turn my focus on the second half. Well, first, I'm going to take a break. That's what I'm doing. Uh, at the uh, Starting at the end of this week, I'm actually going on vacation. This is what I do every, every year. I kind of take a break as I gear up towards football season because college football is actually my second like, handicapping sport. If you ask me, my two sports that I handicap the best, Major League Baseball and college football. 
That's what I do. So I got to gear up for, I got to start my college football prep. So I take right around the all-star break. I'd like, I do take a week off. So uh, for next week, there will not be any plays up on vcin.com for that week, but we'll get back. Uh, we'll get back in action starting in August. So at the end of July, take a little break here, the all-star break, a little expanded all-star break, and then we'll get back into the plays in August. And then also college football will be here right before we know it. Uh, we're going to continue the baseball conversation coming up next. Andrew Cayley will join me on the program. We're going to talk to him uh, about what he has seen in the first half. What does he expect for the second half? Maybe a little home run derby thought as well from Andrew Cayley from Covers. That's next with me, Scott Seidenberg, here on Eason, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare back here on the look ahead i'm scott sadenberg here on vcin the sports betting network follow along on twitter at scott's on air s-c-o-t-t-s-o-n A-I-R. Here to continue the Major League Baseball conversation as we have reached the All-Star break. We welcome in Andrew Kelly from Covers. And Andrew, now that we are at the break, uh, anything jump out to you of what we saw throughout the entire first half of this baseball season? Uh, It was very interesting to see everybody kind of overreact to the low scoring at the beginning of the season. Sure. And I think we just kind of have to get used to that every time <laughs> an April comes around with baseball because everybody was freaking out and all of these unders were cashing early on in the season. And then books made their adjustments. We were seeing six and a half so like crazy in like the end of April, early May. And now we're at the all-star break. And I think we're something at like 51% unders. So the offers obviously had their their little comeback there and on top of that i've just it's been it's been a tough baseball here to handicap for the most part uh, really interesting uh, uh, interesting fun, fun stories like the yankees incredible start obviously but i think there's something like six teams in baseball right now that have earned more than two units if mm-hmm. you're wagering a hundred dollars per unit right now it's it's been a tough landscape this year and i i honestly don't think that's going to change in the second half of the season you really have to put your work in right now if you're if you're going to be a, a successful baseball better at this point yeah it's been very difficult i can tell you from firsthand experience you know things were 
were cruising at one point, but then at the end of June, the beginning of the July, I think things got really difficult. We started to see a lot of variants there at the beginning of July. Uh, I know I went through one of my worst stretches in years from the uh, really the end of June to the first week of July, and then you know bounced back here as we head to the All Star break. Uh, but let's talk about the awards market here. Uh, I was thinking about the Cy Young market, and I have I pretty much found the bet that I want to make here, and I'm going to make here at 12 to 1 in the American League. Tell me who you are can on. Can I guess? In, you can guess right now. Who's my American League Cy Young? At 12 to 1, is it, is it Dylan Cease? It's Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease has yeah, allowed three I've... earned runs in his last 10 starts. Hard to argue with That's anybody really pitching better than him in in his last ten starts, and he's got that perfect combination, which like that ERA is going to keep dipping, and he's going to rack up strikeouts better than anyone in the American League right now. And that, um, besides the fact that these awards are becoming a little more award dominated, a little more advanced uh, statistics dominated. These voters, I still think, love these sexy old school numbers of ERA and strikeouts. You have those two things going with you, and that's what these voters are going to go after. And Cease can obviously do that. I'm kind of sticking with you a little bit. Uh, not as good value as you. I'm going with uh, Shohei Otani in the mm. American League at about plus 850 or 9-1. to one. He's second in expected ERA, second in strikeouts per nine innings. Pitching his pitching war is third, I think, something like that. Fifth and whip. It, it's pretty incredible that he could be MVP last year for his hitting and what he did pitching, and now it's kind of reversed this season. Like, uh, kind of like CeCe's on a heck of a roll right now. I think he's given up two earned runs while striking out something like 60 or 59 over his last 39 innings while winning six straight starts. Really good stuff from him. Obviously, it's hard to keep up a pace like that, but. I don't know, this guy, Otani, if, if anyone can do it and keep going, it's him. So I really like his value in the American League. How about in the National League? Hard to think that anybody is going to top Sandy Alcantara. Uh, I will take, I'll take a little sprinkle. Uh, while Alcantara has been great and he's doing, he's doing what I love. I was a big Roy Halladay guy growing up in my life and seeing a guy who pitched nine innings was, you threw him out there and you know you were getting at least seven, maybe nine every time he went out there. And it's kind of fun to see Alcantara do this old school thing where he's pitching all these innings. And uh, I would suggest <laughs> betting the over on his outsupported <laughs> props because I don't know if books books are a little like how high do they set it? I've, I've seen it as high as 21 and a half. I haven't seen it much higher than that, but he keeps going over. So until they get a little more aggressive with the number, then, then I think you can keep leaning towards that. But I, I'll sprinkle on, on Carlos Rodon with the, the San Francisco Giants if he can stay healthy. He's that combination for me. He can he can get guys out right now, and he racks up those strikeouts. So if uh, he's able to, like I said, stay healthy, and um, he, he's not giving up a lot of home runs right now, like uh, an astonishingly low amount of home runs. So I think that'll regress a little bit in the second half but if he can keep um opponents i believe his opponent batting average is about 210 right now mm. if he can keep baffling those hitters i think he'll have a good shot on a team that should be competing for a wild card spot uh down the stretch any uh feel on the mvp markets uh not so much right now it, it's it it's tough in in the american league right now it, it's it's I hate not saying it's supposed to be Shohei. You want it. You want it to be an Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge is having a great season. 
but I just can't get past Shohei Otani. To, to me, to doing. me, it's Jordan Alvarez. I think Alvarez. I mean, he's got to oh. come back, obviously, but he's he leads in every major offensive category: OPS, slugging. He's second in home runs. He's second in RBIs, and he's only struck out fifty-seven times. Aaron Judge has struck out over a hundred times. I mean, come on. I. I I love that. And if you have to pick an offensive player, Alvarez is a great bet. But I just like Otani is not having as great as, as an offensive season this year. But what he's doing offensively, he's still almost got a 900 OPS. <laughs> and he's has all those pitching stats. I mentioned his strikeouts for nine is mm-hmm. over almost 12 and a half, I think, right now. It's just like it's Babe Ruth stuff, so it's it's hard to to go against that in my eyes. So I don't see a whole lot of value uh, outside of in that market right now. Well, speaking of home runs, let's talk home run derby. Uh, the favorite is Pete Alonso to go for the three Pete, and I understand it. You know, with, with Dave Joust pitching to him like he did last year, and and we all remember the pitching ninja uh, overlay of Dave Joust's pitches. They were all in the same spot. And he has joked around that you could put a blindfold on him and he'll hit the spot. So uh, he's excited to be in this event, as is Pete Alonzo. What's your handicap on this, and do you have a pick? Uh, I really like you can handicap like this, like any other baseball game. Like go check out uh, the weather in um, in Chavez Ravine for that uh, for tomorrow night. Um, see if you how long, long just like uh, Pete Alonzo. As with the guy throwing him the ball, see how long all of these contestants have been working with their designated mm-hmm. pitchers. Find all that information out there. It's all important. I personally like guys who have quick swings and use the entire field, which is something Alonzo does. But there's obviously not a whole lot of value with him being the favorite and all. So I, I like uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. in this one quite a lot. Uh, he has a lot of things going for him. Uh, First of all, nobody is hitting the ball harder than him right now. He's in the 99th percentile in max exit velocity, and I think he's in like the 95th percentile in hard hit percentage. So he hits the ball hard, and he hits it to all fields, uh, which we saw in that, I think it was 2019, when he faced off against Alonzo there uh, in the semifinals, where he kind of gassed out a bit. But uh, I think he's a dangerous one at 6-1. to I really like that value there and another guy I like I think it's probably my favorite play is uh, Julio Rodriguez at about 10 to 1 the Mariners rookie 97th percentile when it comes to max exit velocity 94th percentile in hard hit percentage he has a really fast swing it's very smooth I love it he seems like a guy that could really get into uh, a rhythm he apparently has the fastest average swing speed in baseball Oof. so maybe if he has someone just throwing them like over and over and over and he makes the most of those minutes at the plate i think it's three minutes in this format and uh apparently he hit according to the broadcast on saturday night i think it was he hit 37 home runs in a four minute session before that game so if he gets in a groove watch out he's in a he's in a difficult part of the draw but uh, he's he's the sleeper I really like in this one. Well, you're going up against me because my pick to win this thing is Corey Seager at uh, at nine to <laughs> one, um, and, and we're matched up here in the first round. But I think Seager has got that line drive swing. Um, he's one of the tops in Major League Baseball, top ten in Major League Baseball in exit velos on average. And you know he had that stretch just recently, so he's in good form. What he homer in five straight games uh, just last week, so he's in good form and and. The thing that I like the most about this event, Andrew, that I, I loved when I, I hit on Pete Alonzo last year to win the event was because I love familiarity. If you've been in this event before, you know what it takes. 
And yeah, Corey Seager didn't win when he was in it, but he did it before. He knows what it's like. Yeah. By the way, when he lost in the first round in 2016, he had the third most home runs out of the eight players in that first round. The guy that he was matched up against happened to have the second most home runs in the first round, so he got eliminated. But that's my selection. You and I are going heads up. We'll make a friendly wager to see who wins, Julio or Corey Seager. Andrew, appreciate the time and the insight. Enjoy the festivities and enjoy a little break here in the baseball action. Thanks. You too. Good luck with all your bets. There he is. Andrew Kelly from Covers. Check him out at Covers underscore Kelly, C-A-L-E-Y on Twitter. So he likes Julio. I like Seager. That is our our home run derby selections. Uh, Both pretty good. 9 to 1, 10 to 1. Get some good payback on both of those players. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Call this year's Derby and you can win big in the T-Mobile Home Run Derby Prediction Pool. Enter and take a swing at your share of $25,000 in prizes and a trip to the World Series presented by Capital One. Visit DraftKings.com slash T-Mobile to make your free predictions T-Mobile. We deliver outstanding wireless experiences, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's take a look at the home run derby field and what we're going to experience uh, Monday night in Los Angeles. So we know it's at Dodger Stadium, and uh, if you're looking at the, let's see, um, the weather report for Monday evening is going to be, because this is important, Monday evening at around what time? What do we think? 7 p.m.? Actually, no. It's going to be earlier than that, right? So what time does this thing start? Derby starts. Let's get the exact start time here. I would imagine it's 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. local time. Would that make sense? 5 p.m. local time. So let's go with the 5 p.m. weather in Los Angeles. 78 degrees and sunny Wind to the southwest at 4 miles per hour. And then 6 p.m., 77. Then 74. Then, listen, 8 p.m., 70 degrees. And then 68 at 9 p.m. It gets a little chilly. That's going to be a little be cool. Now, does the cooler temperature lead to uh, the ball flying? I can tell you this right now. humidity at 5 p.m., but then it increases 62% humidity at 7 p.m., and then at 8 p.m., we're up to 70% humidity, and at 9 p.m., 75, and 10 p.m., 78 to 11, 8, it's going to get humid. So how does Major League Baseball combat this? Putting all these baseballs in the humidor, obviously. Maybe uh, some juiced baseballs to put on a show for the fans, right? 
Somebody had tweeted at me, asked if it was a smart bet. I think uh, DraftKings was offering, or someone was offering, like, will someone break the uh, home run derby distance record of, like, 561 feet? Well, the longest home run ever hit at Dodger Stadium was 507 feet, and that happened back in the 60s. Willie Stargell of the Pirates did it. So I'd be shocked if we get home runs over 500 feet let alone 500 and whatever the record is, 60 or something. Yeah, it's just I don't think that's happening. Uh, but here are here is your field for the Home Run Derby uh, coming up here on Monday night. And let's start with the left side of the bracket. Your number one overall seed is Kyle Schwarber. Again, this goes by the amount of home runs that you have on the season. It's not you know, the, the odds to win. Because right now, the odds to win is Pete Alonso is your favorite, but Kyle Schwarber is second in Major League Baseball with 29 home runs, so he is your number one seed. So here's the left side of the bracket. Kyle Schwarber, your number one seed, goes up against Albert Pujols, the number eight seed. Pujols, a legacy addition to this All-Star game, obviously played for several years in L.A. and in Anaheim for the Angels as well. And um, I'm sure the fans are going to cheer for him. I'm sure they want to see him do well. They want to see Pujols put on a show. Uh, I believe Albert, let's see, he hasn't done one um, in a long time. He did uh, 2003, 2007, 2009, and 2015. So 2015, the last time he did the event. Kyle Schwarber in this matchup is minus 340, and Albert Pujols is plus 270, which is wild. Um, And to win the contest overall, Kyle Schwarber is the second favorite at plus 330. Albert Pujols, the longest shot in the field, 22 to 1. Also on the left side of the bracket is the 4-5 matchup between Juan Soto of the Nationals and Jose Ramirez of the Guardians. The matchup price in this one is Juan Soto minus 180, Jose Ramirez plus 145, and the overall odds to win, uh, Juan Soto 6-1, to one, Jose Ramirez your second longest shot at 16-1. to one. Uh, Juan Soto wound up last year in the Derby. I like him a lot. He's got the experience. Soto beat... Uh, Shohei Otani in a swing-off in the first round last year and then lost in the second round to Pete Alonso, who wound up winning the whole thing. So I think if there's anybody that's got a just as good a chance it's as Pete Alonso, I, I'm going with Juan Soto here at 6-1 to one odds. Uh, on the right side of the bracket, let's talk about Pete Alonso. He's the favorite to win this event. He's won it in back-to-back years. Uh, Alonso is the two-seed. He will face off against Ronald Acuna. And Alonzo, plus 200 to win this event. Acuna, plus 600 to win the event. Alonzo, minus 180 in the matchup against Acuna, who is plus 150. Pete's got the experience. Uh, He's been in this event now. This is the third consecutive year. And if he wins it this year, I mean, this is going to become like Joey Chestnut uh, stuff, right? So he was so motivated the past couple of years because he you get the million-dollar prize, and and he's made more money in 
he made more money last year winning back-to-back derbies than he did in his entire career in the majors until this year. He hit arbitration. He got his money. How motivated is Pete Alonso now in this event? It's not about the money anymore. Now it's just about having fun and, and pride. So how focused is he? He will have his normal pitcher in Dave Jouse, who was the star of the Derby last year with how accurate his pitches were. Don't know if the motivation is going to be there for Alonzo this year. And the last matchup on the right side of the bracket is Corey Seager against Julio Rodriguez. Uh, Corey Seager lasted this event in 2016. He was eliminated in the first round. However... He did hit the third most home runs in that first round. He just happened to lose to a guy who hit the second most home runs in that first round. So he does have experience in this event, more experience than the rookie in Julio Rodriguez. This uh, The odds to win, Corey Seager, uh, Julio is 8-1 to one up on DraftKings. Corey Seager, 950, plus 950 to win. And the matchup odds here are Julio, minus 155, Corey Seager plus 120. Uh, I like Seager this event. I think, you know what? I've already placed my bet on Seager at 9-1. to one. I think I'd like to have a bet on somebody in the left side of the bracket, so I'm going to go Juan Soto. So I'll do Soto 6-1 to one and Seager 9-1. to one. Those will be my two bets for the home run derby. Um, just because, yeah, I, I really like Juan Soto's ability to string the home runs together. And Corey Seager, man, you know, he's pitching. He's hitting now at Dodger Stadium, a place where he played the majority of his career. And let's just look at his uh, numbers here. Um, Seager, this is now his eighth major league season. Obviously played the first seven with the Dodgers. This is his first year in Texas. He's got 126 home runs. As a Dodger, he hit 104 home runs. But uh, let's see how many of those were at Dodger Stadium. Uh, let's see. Ballpark. we got to go ballpark. And Dodger Stadium. So he has hit 59 career home runs at Dodger Stadium. Obviously, it's the most out of any ballpark in his career. Uh, the 59 home runs at Dodger Stadium came in uh, 1,281 plate appearances. So if we go, let's go 1,150 at bats. How about that? So 1,150 at bats, 59. About every 19 at bats, he hits a home run at Dodger Stadium. All right, I think I, you know, I like his odds here. I really do. It's a good payout for a guy who's got a chance to win it. And yes, is it going to be difficult if he has to go? It's all difficult. This is all crapshoot anyway. But I, I'm not going to go with the favorite in Pete Alonso. I don't like the payout there at just two to one or even you know plus one ninety like it, it is in some books. I'd rather take the nine to one or nine fifty to one on a guy like that. I think has a great shot in Corey Seager. So I'll go Corey Seager and Juan Soto. My two selections for Monday night's Major League Baseball home run derby. I'm Scott Sadmerk. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up this entire week, going to do a lot of Major League Baseball, looking back at what we saw in the first half, looking at teams' win totals, their new win totals for the rest of the season, some mid-season awards as well. 
as we are at the Major League Baseball All-Star break. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Today. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. For more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Let's see. Scott Seidenberg here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, before you say we got nothing to bet on here on Monday with Major League Baseball at its All-Star break, well, 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 calm down. Home Run Derby is a bettable event. We just talked about our picks, Juan Soto and Corey Seager. So hopefully if one of those wins, we cash a nice little profit, right? The worst case scenario would be, uh, not the worst case, well, the worst case would be not winning any of these events. But if... Um, if Soto wins at six to one, we win six units, uh, but we lose the one unit on the Corey Seager bet. And if Corey Seager wins, we win nine units. We lose the one unit on the the Soto bet. So if either of those guys win, we turn at least a five unit profit, which I'm very happy to accept. Uh, but if they both lose, well, then we're out two units, and it is what it is. Would have lost it anyway. Uh, but no, we got some soccer going on. I haven't seen, so I got the odds now. Oh, I got it. Bang, bang, bang. Who's home? Is U.S. home? I would assume U.S. is home. This is what we're looking at here. We have the U.S. women's national team in action. Soccer action coming up on Monday night. It is a 10 o'clock Eastern time game from Mexico. It is the finals of the CONCACAF Women's Championship, and it is Team USA against Canada. And the United States is the favorite, minus 125. Uh, the uh, Canada is plus 310, and the draw is plus 240. So let's see, tie no bet would be USA minus 280, Canada plus 210 is tie no bet. Um, goals, let's see, team props, 
Both teams to score, yes, is minus 126. It's actually probably a good bet. Uh, let's see. U.S. women's soccer. I want to see the results here. of The last time the U.S. women played against Canada, I believe, was the Olympics when they got eliminated by them. So they didn't play them in this tournament. In this tournament, the U.S. women have won 3 nothing, 1 nothing, 5 nothing, 3 nothing. So they have yet to concede a goal in this tournament. They have a plus 9 goal differential in this tournament. They have scored uh, as, a, as, yeah, 3, 4. They've scored 9. No, more than that. They scored 9 in the group stage and then 3 nothing in the first elimination game. So in this tournament, they have scored 5, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 goals they have scored, and they have not allowed a goal in this tournament. So uh, that's pretty good here for the U.S. women um, as we see what they uh, have looked like here in this tournament alone. I uh, wanted to see if they did... Yeah, so this is a little revenge spot here for USA against Canada. I don't think this is going to be a draw. I think taking the United States at minus 125 is the bet here. So that seems like low odds for a team that is playing with a little bit of revenge and looks to be in good form as of late. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. The uh, NBA Summer League came to a close uh, this past weekend, and uh, the Blazers defeated the Knicks 85-77. Congratulations. They got the rings now for winning the Summer League. Um, the uh, Summer League MVP was, um, let's see, Trendon Watford. He had 19.7 rebounds. He was the MVP of the finals for the Summer League. The Knicks, I think, did the best out of anyone in the Summer League. And the reason why I say that is because Quentin Grimes played really well in the Summer League. And by in doing so, auditions for himself to be trade bait because if you're the Utah Jazz and you're going to trade Donovan Mitchell you gotta think about what you're getting back in return now the Knicks are the logical landing spot they're the favorite to land Donovan Mitchell and so what do you get back in return ideally from a Knicks perspective you want to make this trade without giving up R.J. Barrett. So if you're the Jazz and you're looking at, well, who do the Knicks have? And they're not going to give me R.J. Barrett. Well, okay, for the first-round picks, it's going to give me like four first-round picks. That's fine. The Knicks have eight tradable first-round picks. So they'll give them four first-round picks. All right. And then you're going to look at the young players. Okay, well, maybe it's like an Obi Toppin. Maybe it's Emmanuel Quickly. But Quentin Grimes is a guy who, had over this summer league, has looked really good for the Knicks. And so now you're the Jazz, and you're thinking, hmm, 
I mean, listen, I'm really impressed with what I saw in Vegas from this Quentin Grimes kid. He's someone I think we could definitely work with. Well, there you go. So I think just the Knicks, I know they didn't win the Summer League, but they might have won the summer by just having Grimes elevate his, his play and open some eyeballs, and now he becomes part of a trade to acquire Donovan Mitchell. And then if you're the Knicks and you don't have to give up R.J. Barrett, and you got this young nucleus, all 25 years of, of age or younger, in uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, and R.J. Barrett. It's a good foundation to build on moving forward there in New York. Uh, the big story of the day in Major League Baseball, the first half obviously concluding, it was also the Major League Baseball draft. The number one overall selection um, was uh, Jackson Holiday, who is the son of, a former major leaguer, Matt Holliday, and uh, he goes um, first overall to the Baltimore Orioles. He is a high school shortstop, but the um, big news of the draft, former Vanderbilt pitcher Kumar Rocker, who was selected by the Mets 10th overall last year, there was concerns over his medical reports. So the Mets actually did not offer Kumar Rocker a contract. So he could have gone back to Vanderbilt, but instead he went to the Independent Frontier League. He made five appearances for the Tri-City Valley Cats. He pitched 20 innings, struck out 32 batters, posted a 1.35 ERA and hit 98 miles per hour on his fastball. And so you had a guy who was the 10th overall selection last year and did not sign with the Mets over medical concerns, goes back into the draft this year and is expected to, you know, probably go late in the first round. The Texas Rangers selected him third overall. That is quite the shock of this MLB draft. And so he's 22 years old. He is going to sign for actually less money than what should be designated for with um, the third overall pick. Rangers general manager Chris Young said the organization is, quote, extremely comfortable with the medical review. End quote. He goes on to say, quote, Kumar's risk is on the medical. We recognize that, but we are comfortable with what we've seen. This is an elite competitor, an unbelievably strong, tough person who, if you talk to anybody who's been around him, he's just a winner. We're comfortable with the medical. We're excited about where he is physically, and we're looking forward to a great future with the Texas Rangers, end quote. So they're comfortable taking the leap here. The Mets were not comfortable last year signing him. The Rangers obviously taking a chance and now have the opportunity to reunite him with his Vanderbilt teammate in Jack Leiter. And imagine a couple of years from now, Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker in the Texas Rangers rotation. Looking at how great they were at Vanderbilt, that is a scary proposition. 
Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Brian Crowell from PGA Tour Sirius XM Radio. Former Major League Manager Bobby V, Bobby Valentine, will join the program. Micah Adams from the Sporting News Talk NBA and Ralph Russo talking college football. All coming up this morning on Follow the Money. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare <laughs>